What a great joy for us to be together in this really gift from God during this season of um, distress and uh, challenge. We just want you to know that we're here. Your family of hope is here. We're praying for you. We're praying with you. And uh, thank you for helping us continue our ministries, the missions outreach. They're just where those pictures of the Hope Center giving out meals. And um, let me just encourage you. We've gone over these last few weeks and uh, we need your help. So if this is your church home, we need your help. If you've been blessed by the ministry, we need your help. Churchofhope.com forward slash giving. Now, if you're just a guest, we just want to give to you and uh, thank others for helping us be here just to give to you. Our message today is from the last few words of a very powerful letter inspired by the Holy Spirit that we have been reading, studying over the last few weeks. The book of James, written by uh, a half-brother of Jesus, grew up with Jesus in his house, and uh, never became a follower of Jesus until after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. That was the key fact that turned his faith towards God. That fact will turn your faith towards God as well. Everyone on the planet should consider, did Jesus rise from the dead? We're getting closer and closer to Easter. We don't know exactly how Easter is going to look, but we want to celebrate the fact that Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave and rose from the dead. And that fact changed James' life. It caused him to become a follower of Jesus, and he became the pastor, the bishop over the city of Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem was in a terrible time at that point. They were under tough times. In fact, do you remember weeks ago when we began this message? Do you remember the opening words? I know it's a few weeks ago, and if you're just joining us for the first time, you can go back. Our, we have many online resources. You could catch up to the whole series. There are other series just, series just, to, just to encourage your faith, but... James began weeks ago with these words. James opens up his book and says, Count it all joy, my brothers or my spiritual family, when you meet trials of various kinds. Now, when we started this series, we didn't know that this trial of COVID-19 was even a possibility. James covers it all when he says trials of various kinds. Do you remember who the opening lesson, the opening message was given by Pastor Sam Farina? And Sam has been part of our church for as long as we've been around. And he's fighting cancer. It was an incredible message because he's going through trials. And James knows his community is going through trials. And are we going through tough times now? Are we going through trials now? Absolutely. And yet there is a joy that can be in our heart in spite of the trials. We come now to the end of the letter. That's how the letter begins. Consider it all joy in the midst of various trials. And then the last few words of the letter. As James knows that 
there's persecution that's arising. And a few years after the writing of this letter, the whole city of Jerusalem would be destroyed. That's an incredible pressure. James himself would be killed for his faith. That's a pressure. And to those people, he writes this incredible truth. It was for ancient wisdom in those days, and it is alive for wisdom today. This is the wisdom that we need today to get through the trial, the tough times that we're in. So as he comes to the last few words of this incredible letter, he just reminds us, you've got to pray, you've got to pray, you've got to pray. And I would say that to you. You've got to pray, you've got to pray, you've got to pray. In fact, he asks a series of questions. Uh, he says, okay, is anyone in trouble? Is there anybody with any troubles out there? What's the answer? We should pray. Here's his question. Chapter 5, last chapter, verse 13. Is anyone among you in trouble? Maybe you're in trouble. Maybe you lost your job this last week or in the last few weeks. Maybe your health is challenged right now. This verse is for so many people. Is anyone in trouble? Let them pray. The solution to trouble is to not focus on the trouble, but prayer focuses our faith on God. And so he says, listen, when you're in trouble, be careful not to look at the storm, but to look at the solution to the storm. Is anyone in trouble? You're watching? Hey, he says, we got to pray. Then he goes to the opposite end uh, of the emotional spectrum. He goes from troubled, he says, okay, is anybody happy? He goes right to the other end. Is anybody happy? What do we do? We pray. We pray when we're troubled and we pray when we're happy. Here's what he says. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Well, I know you may say, well, it doesn't say that we should pray, but it does. You have to understand that a song of praise is a prayer set to music. A song of praise is a prayer with a tune. And when we have music, like we began our service with worship, it's not just to wait until the teaching time comes. No, no, it is to pray together. I hope you pray those words. I hope you sing those words. I hope they get down in your soul. And when you're happy, there should be a song in your heart. And actually what happens is the more you sing, the more a spirit of joy arises. So for those who are happy... Let him pray. Let him pray with a song. And can you see the progression? If you're in trouble, pray. If you pray, it's going to turn your focus. Your emotions are going to shift to joy, to happiness. And your song is going to go from one of intense intervention and intercession to incredible joy. There's a transition in that. So, are you in trouble? Pray. Uh, are you uh, happy? Pray. And then he says, if you have any weakness in your life, you should pray. He said, you got to pray, you got to pray, you got to pray. To this church that was in trouble, this city that was in trouble, and to us today, you're in trouble, pray. You're happy, pray. Maybe something good happened. I saw 
some births. I saw some uh, people that got jobs. Pray. And then, if you're weak, if you're weak, what should you do? You should pray. Is anyone amongst you sick? Well, the Greek word for sick is, there it is, Athenao. It means, I am weak. Now, when it's alone like this, it usually means physical sickness, but it's just a weakness. Is anyone weak? Maybe you're watching right now, and you are experiencing weakness. Maybe you just feel down. What should you do? Same answer. We pray, we pray, we pray. He says, is anyone sick? Anyone weak? Let them call for the elders, the spiritual leaders of the faith community, the church, and let them pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. There are some things that we can pray for individually. Anyone in trouble? Let them pray. There are sometimes you get so weak, sometimes you get so um, battling with sickness that you need others. You need a community to pray with you. Now that's very difficult in this season because we are socially distanced. And he says, you, you need people to be praying for you. So we're asking people, let us know if you have prayer needs, call for the elders, call for the spiritual leaders of this community. We're asking people to send in prayer requests to prayer at churchofhope.com. We're asking people to post prayer needs when they're watching to let us know. We want you to call for prayer because you're not in isolation. You can pray. The oil is a, it's just a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, even though you may be socially separated, physically distanced, the Holy Spirit isn't far from you. In fact, you can ask for prayer and we will pray with you as a faith community. I'd even encourage you. Uh, we have an incredible Wednesday gathering this last week, a live prayer meeting across the nation and around the world. And it's going to be again this Wednesday, live prayer. People sent in prayer requests. We took prayer requests live. And if there's a sickness, a weakness in your life, go ahead and get some oil. Anoint yourself and we will pray over you because there is power in our prayers. It's not that the prayer has power. It's not that the elder has power. It's not that the oil has power. It's in focusing our faith on God. That's what prayer does. And what do we need today? What does our nation need? What does our world need? We need to focus our faith on God. We've got to pray, friends. James community needed it so long ago, and we need it today. Come on, just say amen. We've got to pray. He says, and he says in the next two verses, he said there are incredible benefits Five things happen. If you will get this message that when you're in trouble, when trials come, when COVID-19 breaks out, if you will learn to pray, there are five things that will happen. And in the next two verses, James brings those truths to us. I hope you have your Bible out, maybe your device out. I know the Bible is also on many of our online platforms. This is not just what Scott is saying. This is what the Lord is saying. And he's saying it to you. You're in trouble, pray. You're weak, pray. You're happy, pray. Pray no matter what is happening. And here are five things that will happen. When we pray, the power of prayer changes our life. Prayer brings healing. And there are many people that need healing in the land today. He says this, and 
joining with the other thoughts, and the prayer offered in faith. What does that mean? That means that when you pray, you put your full trust, your full reliance on God. The prayer that is offered in faith, what will it do? It will make the sick person well. I want you to know the very nature of God is uh, a nature of healing. From the book of Genesis, from the opening uh, moments of Scripture, the world is broken, and God comes, and He brings His Spirit to hover over the brokenness of the world, and He brings brokenness back into wholeness. This is the very nature of God. From Genesis to Revelation, the Lord is breaking through into people's lives, and He's bringing His wholeness to their brokenness. All the way through to the book of Revelation, the healing that flows in the river that's found in the garden again in the last book of the Bible. God is a healer, and in these days, we need to be doing all that science can do. God bless every doctor, every nurse, every practitioner, but we should pray into our faith in God. I've seen all kinds of healings through the power of prayer. I've seen little things like colds healed all the way up to cancers being healed. I've seen simple skin conditions healed all the way up to blind eyes opening up. God is a healer by nature. And these are days that we should be praying and inviting His healing power to flow in our lives, in our homes, in our households. If you have any sickness, even this moment, any sickness, I pray in the name of Jesus for you, the name of the healer, the name who says, call, and I will bring wholeness and healing. I pray that healing power would flow into your life right now. You would experience a shift in the atmosphere of your room, your home, that bed that you're laying in. You would feel the power of God bringing healing to you in Jesus' name. That's one of the things, just one of the things that happens if we pray, pray, pray. The second thing he says is this, prayer will raise you up. It will raise, there's a lot of people in our nation that need to be raised up because they're feeling down. Here's what he says, the Lord, not only will he heal you, the Lord will raise them up. That word to raise up literally means to awaken. And uh, when you're awakened, you go from one state, sort of unconscious sleep, to another state of, I'm awake. It's a new reality. And here's what prayer does. Prayer will change the reality that you're in. If you are saying, or maybe you're hearing people say words like, oh, I'm just so down. It's just a bad day. 2020 has been a terrible year. Uh, I'm just not myself. If you're in that state, Here's, here's what James is saying. Turn your heart towards the Lord. Turn your heart towards God. Pray. There is a shift in your emotions when you pray. God will raise you up. If you've got into a funk, you need to let faith pull you out of your funk. And this is what James says. You pray, There'll be a healing. You pray, God will raise you up. 
The third thing he says is this, prayer will bring forgiveness. It will bring your heart back into unity with God. The third blessing of prayer is prayer invites forgiveness. So they're going to be healed. That's awesome. They're going to be raised up. That's awesome. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Sin is the brokenness of relationship between any human being and their Heavenly Father. Sin breaks our relationship and our fellowship with God. And here's what happens. When we pray, when we pray and invite forgiveness, the promise of God is He will forgive you. I believe that God is more willing to forgive you than you are to ask. There's no one watching right now, and there's nothing that anyone has done that is so terrible that God cannot forgive you. James says, listen, you're in trouble. One of the reasons for the trouble you're in could be the brokenness of your relationship with God, the anxiety that you're feeling, just waves of anxiety. Could it be that there's some brokenness in your soul between you and God, and you need forgiveness? Jesus tells the incredible story of the prodigal son who broke relationship with his father, who went far away from his home and into that foreign land. He broke his relationship with God. He broke his relationship with his brother. He broke his relationship with everybody. Ended up with the pigs. And then he came to his senses. I pray that right now. I pray that this would be an awakening moment in your life and maybe somebody that you're praying for. Maybe you have a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter. Maybe you have a husband. Maybe you have a wife and you are praying. Well, there's forgiveness that comes when we turn our heart towards God. That prodigal started on his way home. He finally had that moment of awakening. There was a shift. He was raised up out of the pig pen he started his journey home, and the father saw him. The father is represented, a representative of the father heart of God. And he's looking. He's waiting. He's waiting for your relationship with his home, his house, to be made whole. And prayer does that. And as that son began to walk down the road, as soon as the father saw the son, he got up and he ran full force full force towards that son. He wrapped his arms around him. And the son began to pray, began to make a, a statement of forgiveness. And before he ever finished it, the father said, hey, you're forgiven. Let's, let's have a party. Let's have a celebration. We're so glad that you've come home. That's exactly what God would love in your life. Maybe you're watching because it's safe to be at your home, at your phone, just watching some spiritual kind of service. Well, the main thing that God would love is a relationship with you. And let me encourage you to pray today. Don't wait one more day. Don't say, well, when I get my life good enough, then I'll pray. No. You come to God like you are. You come to God today. You come to God now. And I promise you, He will forgive you. That's what the promise is. We just read it from James. And he will forgive you. If you've sinned, you will be forgiven. And I just pray with you, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, 
we're just praying. We just ask, God, that you would forgive us of our brokenness and our sin. You would bring us into the family of God. You would restore a relationship between whoever is praying right now and your holy presence, your spirit. Lord, let forgiveness heal brokenness. Amen. A simple prayer just like that will bring you back into the family of God. We always want to help you too. So let me just tell you, there are resources of anyone is watching online and you want to say yes to God. We want to send you a, a free ebook. We want to help you. You can uh, just uh, text the word yes to this number, 941-260-1321. I'll tell you that number again. Listen carefully. Maybe you want to write it down. If you text the word yes, Y-E-S, to 941 941- Uh, 260-1321. We'll start a relationship just through email, just to encourage you. We want souls to be forgiven. We think a lot of people have been shaken up in this time. And we think they need to come into God's family. And here's James saying, hey, if you're in trouble, hey, pray. And one of the best prayers anyone can pray is the prayer that says, Lord, heal the brokenness of my life. And he promises, I will forgive you. Hey, the fourth thing he says is this. Prayer uh, brings us together. It draws us together. Watch what he says. Therefore, still talking about forgiveness, if you confess your sins to each other and you pray for and with each other, then you will be healed. Now, there are some things physically that you can pray for and you'll have an answer. Is anyone in trouble? Let him pray. Then he said, there's a sickness where you need elders. You need a community of people to help you. The same is true in our emotional lives, in the brokenness of our lives. There are some things that you can pray, and you'll pray, and uh, that issue will be healed up, and you'll move on. There are other life-controlling habits and problems, and James knows that. And he says, okay, Those habits, those problems need a community of people, accountability and prayer partners who will surround you. So he says, okay, I want prayer to bring you together with the right people. This truth is not about you confessing your problems to the whole world. It's about finding trusted, spiritual, Jesus-loving people who you can confide in and have confidence they're not going to broadcast it. What they are going to do is they're going to pray with you and they're going to pray for you. And that type of prayer actually brings us closer together because you are not to be in your spiritual journey alone. Online is okay, but we all know it's not the best. The best place to be is in a community of faith. The Bible calls us the body of Christ. The members need to be connected to each other. And if it feels a little weird in these days, that's right, because the body is all spread out. But we need to come together, and we will. We continue to pray for those who are doing research. We pray for those who are on the front line battling COVID-19. But we also want you to know, even in this time, people can help you. You may be uh, watching and you've been alone for these days and the enemy, temptation, has been sneaking in, calling you to old things that used to be a problem in your life. I want to encourage you.
to make a phone call to a trusted spiritual friend. Get together in prayer. You can pray by yourself, and you should. But we all need people that will pray with us and for us. And James knows when we are in tough times, when there's a trial going on, when there is the strangeness like we are in, we've got to pray with others. And I hope there are people you're praying with regularly. You can do that by phone. You can do it by uh, Facebook uh, uh, connection. You can do it through Zoom call. There's all kinds of ways people are connecting. But we've got to pray together because prayer draws us together. And then the last thing he says is this, that prayer, promise you, Prayer is powerful and it's effective for you. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. Today is a day that the nation needs to be praying. We all need to be praying. And we need to be praying big prayers to a big God and we need to know that when we pray, powerful things are done. Prayer is effective. And that there's a breakthrough. I want to just encourage you in these days to just like pray, pray, pray the way the, the message started. If you're in trouble, pray. If you're happy, pray. If you're weak, pray. Whatever circumstance you're in, that'll be a moment of prayer. Jesus is with you. And I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to back off. Some of you have been praying for some things for a long time. Keep praying, because your prayers are powerful and they're effective. There was a lady that got married. It was uh, 17 years ago. She started a family with her husband. Ten years ago, she came to faith in God. She received Jesus Christ. She became a beautiful follower of Jesus. She and the kids have been part of church for a decade. She's invited her husband. She's prayed for her husband to come to Christ. She's prayed for her husband to come to church. Ten years of prayer. And uh, he's never come. One decade. But now, during this season, online ministry is on. He's come into the room and said, um, can I watch this? Sat down. Spirit of God is ministering to him. Ten years of praying. Spirit of God is ministering to him. God is softening his heart. He says, hey, when we get back, when we start going back to church, I want to come with you. We don't give up. Your prayers are powerful and they're effective. And I don't want you to make a mistake. Let me cut back to this verse again when it says that the prayers of the righteous person. Sometimes people feel like, well, that's not me. I, I'm, not, I'm not good enough for my prayers to be answered. I'm not that righteous person. But remember where this verse comes from? The verses we just um, are just before it are about receiving forgiveness. It's about coming to God. It's about confessing and helping others help us with our problems, with our issues, with our brokenness. God is not talking to perfect people here. He's talking to people just like you. You see, when you come to God, when you receive His forgiveness, He wraps His righteousness around you. It's your prayer is not to focus on your deficiencies. Your prayer is to focus on God's abilities. So it's not about you being unrighteous. It's just about you being a human being that puts your faith in God. And to prove that, here's what he says. He says, let me give you an example. 
there was a man named Elijah. And what did he say? He was a human being, just like we are. That's his point. He's not saying that Elijah was this superhuman, uh, incredibly never-make-a-mistake guy. In fact, when we study his life, we know that's not true. But he was a man that put his faith in God. And his prayers changed the course of a nation. And I believe God is calling some prayer ministers up, God's calling some people up, that your prayers will change the nation. This one man who was human, just like us, that's the point. He didn't have to be good enough to have his prayers answered. He just needed to be a human being. Well, I think you would qualify for that. You're a human being. And if you'll put your faith in God, his prayers stopped the rain for three and a half years because people were rebelling against God, living in brokenness. And then three and a half later, years later, he prayed and the heavens opened up again and the Spirit of God blessed his prayers. And he's just the example. That's what he is. And so it's not to be perfect in your prayers, not to be focused on yourself in your prayers, but as we pray, 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 we focus on the ability of God. We don't focus on the inability of our lives. We focus on the ability of God. In this season of trouble, in this season of challenge, we focus on the ability of God. That's what prayer does for us. And in James' famous last words, which are important words, in his famous last words, he calls us to pray, to pray, to pray. Then he tells us the power of prayer. And then he just says, here's the reason. Here's the reason for the whole book. He just wraps it up, very important. He said, the whole enduring trials, the whole living with God's guidance and righteousness in our lives, here's the whole thing, so that we will bring people back to God. These are his famous last words. Here's the whole purpose, to pray, 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 to be strong, to have powerful and effective prayers. It's so that we'll bring people back to God. It's so that we'll turn people who are in brokenness and sin from the error of their way so that they will be saved from death and that there's multitude of sins. I love that. Multitude. That's, you, you, can't, you can't sin too much that God can't forgive you. That your multitude of sins will be forgiven. This is why James writes us this incredible book. And it's the purpose of our lives in these days to not stop reaching out, but to keep reaching out. We're doing it in every way we can. We have online ministries for kids and for young people and for young adults. We're doing devotions that go out on Facebook. I hope you're a Facebook friend of mine. Please become a friend so we can connect in a greater way. We love you and we appreciate you. And if you are in trouble, pray. If things are going well, and there are people, pray. If you feel weak, sickness, pray. Because prayer changes it changes everything. We'll be back on Wednesday in our live gathering, a prayer meeting. I encourage you to join us Wednesday at 7 live. We encourage you to share these online services with friends. Um, maybe put somebody's name that you know. Just need some encouragement. And I want to pray for you right now. And I'd love you to pray for us. We need help. Our ministries need help. Your pastor needs help. And so we'll pray for each other. Why? Because God answers prayer. He is mighty. He is powerful. He is almighty. And we pray to him. And those prayers are powerful. And those prayers are effective. 
And so right now, in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. We pray together. We ask God that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will lift us. Those who are in trouble, may the Spirit of God just surround you and lift you up. Those who are feeling joy, may you sing your prayers. Those who are need healing and those who are weak, we pray for supernatural strength as we pray powerful and effective prayers. Not because we're so righteous, but God, you wrap us in righteousness as you forgive us and as our brokenness is healed and as we walk in faith. I pray that we all would walk by faith, not by fear, not by anxiety, but walk by faith. And as we walk by faith, the world will see the love of God flowing through us and people who are far away from God will be turned back to God. I bless you guys in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed.